Welcome to the Video Made Simple podcast where we refashion the perception of video and change how you do business. Today, our guest is Chris Gardner, CEO of the Institute for Regional Security, one of Australia's leading think tanks on security policy for Australia and the Indo-Pacific region. Chris is also our latest DIY video program client and I'm sitting here for the first time on the show in a newly built DIY multicam video studio for IFRS in Canberra. After months of working with builders and architects to come up with the perfect all-in-one video solution, I've actually spent very little time to get to know Chris and IFRS. So I thought, what better way to learn about their organization than to have him on the show? So let's bring him on to tell us how he is planning to use videos to communicate, educate, and persuade his audience. Here's our chat with Chris Gardner. What does IFRS do and what's the role in simple terms so that everybody understands? We're a not-for-profit think tank. We're committed to the peace and stability and the prosperity of the peoples of the Indo-Pacific and to make sure we make a contribution towards that. We are involved in policy research, policy advocacy, international dialogue between policymakers and we have a program for the development of young professional policymakers in the security community. Very nice. How did you get all started up? I mean, you've obviously got some skin in the game. How did you get started in all this? Well, a long time ago, I did my um, postgraduate studies in international relations. And when this institute was first set up, it was the Kokoda Foundation, an eminent Australian and leading thinker at the time, Ross Babbage, set it up. And it's evolved. And a couple of years ago, I was asked to help the Institute reposition itself. Uh, and in fact, uh, this project is part of that repositioning. It's such a big uh, operation what you've done here with this studio, hence uh, given that the you know, installation of your new office here is still, you know, empty seats out there. We've got the more seats filled in here than we do out there. But why did you kind of lead so heavily with making sure that the video side of what you're doing was done properly right from the start. I don't know how any modern organisation, especially when it's got the opportunity to fit out new offices, I don't know how you don't have a digital production, a digital content uh, capability in place. We should all have digital strategies mm. now. Uh, and uh, it struck me that we had this unique opportunity. We were establishing new offices mm. in Barton. Why not give ourselves the capacity that we should have? Yes to generate content and do it well. Yes. You've gone from zero to this. Yeah. <laughs> How did you make the decision, I guess, to, to, I guess, invest in this way? I mean, a lot of people that were particularly doing fit-outs might rely on a builder and say, oh, do you know anyone that can do the AV? And, you know, guys coming in here with tripods and bloody whatever. Like, really, I mean, it is kind of almost over to the – resident to figure out how they got to do it. How did you go from zero to kind of this, you know? Well, first of all, you start with strategy. You decide yes. that you want to have a digital capability, digital capacity. And then uh, to your credit, I came across you on LinkedIn and uh, explored what you were on about. Mm. Uh, and we were at this unique opportunity of fitting out offices. And it occurred to me that not only might you be able to provide us with a solution, 
you could give us advice on the setup from mm. from the start. So we were very lucky. Um, we had that timetable, and you've given us advice, and here we are. Okay, so you talked a little bit about the strategy side of it. What major uh, obstacles or challenges are you faced in the communication side of your business that warrant having all this? Uh, you know, globally, there's a contest for ideas. There's a contest for influence nationally. We're one of a, a number of think tanks. So one of our challenges is how do you communicate complex things simply with good quality uh, that ensures cut through? You want to be able to influence the debate and you need to be doing that, I think, professionally. Uh, so this was, to me, an obvious element in our overall uh, capability of yeah. being able to take our messages, explain them well, communicate them credibly. Let's break it down to specifics then. How does video fit into the narrative? What, what's your plan, I guess, for, for integrating video or, to, the, to your point, audio, media in general into your organisation? Well, video and audio, podcasts, uh, they're just one element. Mm -hmm. But we accept that nowadays digital is an important part of everybody's life. Most of the community debate, in fact, now um, globally, most of the, the global debates mm -hmm. are influenced by high-quality communication digitally. As part of our work, we'll be bringing people together for dialogues face-to-face. -face. We'll be developing young policymakers. We'll be publishing research papers. But in explaining our organisation in terms of attracting support and certainly in trying to influence decision-makers and decision-makers who are pressed for time, we want to include in our set of tools the ability to communicate quickly, effectively, and in a number of media. And so this digital studio will be a crucial part of that. And it will also be made available to our young strategic leaders uh, in a program we have. They will generationally be much more engaged in using digital content in uh, making contributions to policymaking and also in influencing community perception, global perception. So they will be given access to this studio um, to use it, develop those skills and um, integrate in all of their doing digital capability into modern policymaking. I just realised something. This is the first podcast out of 135 episodes that would have ever done, I've done face-to-face -face with somebody. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, we started, I think, in 19 or 20, and it's all been via Zoom and then Riverside to do the recordings and all that, but all digital. I don't think I've actually sat down, even as a guest, with anybody face-to-face. -face. Isn't that funny? I'm glad that uh, I'm your first time. <laughs> well, I thought it certainly was befitting to, to do this while I'm in Canberra. Um, does video quality matter? There's a lot of people out there that we know we're bringing them on and they've gone through the pain of the ring light and the DSLR camera and the tech variables and they're recording themselves in their iPhone and their car and all of that sort of rubbish, right? And so they're taking the leap. For you, you could have done the same thing. You could have had, we could have one of these at your desk and we could have done a little makeshift low-grade type of solution. You could still have your young people come in and use it and whatever. Why did you scale up? 
why why this? Like why why do the full, you know, it's obviously a bit of investment here. This is the first show, so we're still listening to noise and creaks in this thing. I heard a plane. <laughs> Did you hear that plane earlier? Okay, it's a very low level, but um yeah, there's a couple of little extra things we need to consider. But yeah, I guess, you know, there's gonna be teething issues. So why why all this? Why did why'd you go with the sort of accommodate such a you know reasonable size operation here? We have a lot of competitors, and so mm. we have to compete yeah. on the basis of quality. Nice. And as I said, I, we, there's a contest for influence globally. Yeah. Yep. You need to have high quality content. Mm. Influence is about credibility. Mm. So if you're going to, in my view, if you're going to do it and you've got an opportunity to start with a clean sheet uh, uh, to fit out an office, mm. I thought we should invest in the capability to do it well. Well, I've got to say, man, I am impressed. And I think to have the foresight to do that, I mean, we're advocating video. Obviously, we're in the business, but businesses need to lead with video these days. For those out there thinking that video is just video or video serves a purpose, it's on YouTube or something you put on your homepage, take it from Chris. You know, the opportunities are vast. Now, they might not be going hardcore on, on you know, marketing activities from a, from a you know, homepage videos and, and all that sort of stuff, but they have the capacity to do that now. You have an incredible origin of, um, of content, particularly what I said earlier about leading with something like this, which is just interview-style content. It's, you know ends up on the podcast. You've got video capabilities thereafter that you can segment that, social content. It's stuff that you can cross-promote and push into getting more and more bums on seats or listeners, if you like, to, to actually to actually make sure that your thing gets known. And that that is a uh, process that takes time and planning to be able to enable that st- sustainability to not only have a regular show, you know, for us it's once a week, but to also have capacity in the long term that you have, you're able to leverage so much of this content. We're now after two years starting to point people to specific episodes of our show because they offer real value at specific areas of people's journey. For instance, um, presentation training, somebody was like, why can you present so well? And I like absolutely hate myself in front of the camera and there's like, nothing I do either live presenting or on camera that, that makes me feel like I, I've got this nailed down. It's like, well, the phobia is that I can't, train your brain to you know convince yourself that you're better you know that's 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 you and and probably some other coaching support you know that's not presenter training that's like you managing limiting beliefs about the way you come across on camera so i was able to point him to a an episode with dr greg shrewer you know that was that was perfect it it went through that because and 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 i guess for you for the the point i'm making is i we have that indexing and asset there ready to go uh, no matter whether it's long form or a short little video or whatever, like we have all of those assets, information assets, video assets. These are hugely beneficial uh, in the world of, of video because you are building a library of content that benefits the SEO, it benefits your uh, audience that you can market and support and help and nurture through there. All of the people that you've got coming on the show, they're, they're obviously got – um, you know, searching for their own content, they can cross promote that. So you kind of get this swell of activity happening 
I'm completely aware I'm on a rant right now. And I feel like I'm kind of trying to coach you, even though I've probably gone over this before, but I just want to make this a particular point that, yeah, by having this system allows you capacity to do things that competitors potentially are not. Yeah, uh, it'll take us a while to develop the competence. We, we've given ourselves the tools. We, we're looking to generate both uh, promotional material about our organisation we want to communicate, as I say, some complex ideas so that we will be regularly producing information. Uh, we're also going to use this to create uh, uh, content in micro-learning units for professional policymakers. So uh, all, all of that, I'm hoping in a couple of years I can um, come onto a show and rant like you uh, <laughs> a, a, about the library of content we've got and how we're referring people <laughs> to past episodes. <laughs> We'll be back in a short moment with Chris Gardner. Are you sick of setting up video equipment and all the tech hassles that come with producing your own videos? Nowadays, video is everywhere and this is a more streamlined way to present yourself professionally on your website rather than a crappy quality webcam. And you can do it from the convenience of your desk or in this case, from the convenience of this purpose-built studio. It's called the DIY Video Program and it allows you to create course contents and personalized sales videos and emails, record regular video updates for social media and look and sound amazing in every video interaction with a single push of a button. And of course, let's not forget about podcasts. You get professional gear and all the video coaching and editing you need to supercharge how you sell, market and teach. Learn more and go to ridgefilms.com.au slash DIY. What does life look like in, say, two to five years for you now that you've got this system in place, producing videos made easier, more convenient for you? I suspect that other organizations will be trying to take up the same capabilities. So we will always be looking at how we stay uh, at the front. We've adopted this technology. How do we skill ourselves up? How do we continue to produce excellent content? Yes. That will be the challenge, I think, yes. to always stay ahead of our competitors, to always be seen as an organization that produces really useful uh, content. We want policymakers here and overseas when they, they're they driving uh, back from work or they, they have a moment and they want to um, consider, they've, they've seen a, a, a reference to a clip and they know that if they come to our materials, they will get a five or ten minute succinct explanation of the, uh, the subject or they know that they will be able to um, go to a, a leading thinker and really understand an issue. We want to be that organisation and the challenge will be to stay on the edge with the technology and with the quality of the production tools. So first uh, establish our competence and then um, establish our uh, reputation for being very good at it. Yes. And are you putting any sort of uh, marketing teams in place? Obviously a lot of it, like when we've got four people producing this show right <laughs> um you would not think that um but there's somebody handling the scripting there's somebody handling the video editing and the audio editing there's somebody publishing it and writing the subject lines the body of the copy publish you know like there's a lot going on i've got to sit here and i do the easiest part like presenting right i read from a pr prompter and <laughs> talk to you for a couple of minutes that's the easy part um but having that it doesn't it's not instinctive it's not intuitive that that putting a show together 
like this requires that much love. Yes, you can pull out your iPhone, couldn't you, and publish and you've got an iPhone. Uh, podcast done immediately, great, but it's not produced, not well thought out, not you know, and you probably won't get too many people listening to it. So, I guess question is, what's what's your preparation? Who, how are you going to put that team together? Uh, step by step. Uh, mm-hmm. At the moment, um, the organisation has mm-hmm. accepted as part of its strategy that it has to have a digital backbone. Yep. That's the first. We've experimented with digital uh, content in explaining complex issues. Mm-hmm. Put our toe in that water. Now uh, we have this uh, studio established. We will need to build our capacity around it. And to a certain extent, I'm going to be uh, cheating by bringing in young <laughs> young um, members of the defence and security community who are uh, employed in a wanting professional development and drawing on their skills, yeah. uh, getting them excited about yes. this and uh, building them into our program. Yeah, and just so our audience knows, this is not Chris doing his own thing here. He's already appointed uh, somebody to champion, to be the champion for, you know, operating and being kind of like the go-to person for setting these things up. Obviously, there's a little bit of work in the setup and whatnot and prep preparation, making sure this all looks, sounds the best it possibly can, as well as the recording of it and all that type of stuff, make sure it's all safe. But, you know, as I mentioned to you earlier, it's not just, you know, okay, we've done the recording now and then what, you know, like it's got to then be, you know, produce flow down downstream, right? It's got to go to the editor. It's got to go to people that can actually managing publishing, uh, really copywriting. As I was saying to Elizabeth earlier, the importance of getting their subject lines right. You know, my scriptwriter, even after a year of her employment with us, um, I'm still having to get in there from time to time and tweak those headlines. Yes, it might be technically correct with the control to the controlling idea, but it's not interesting. It's not real enticing and as you'll discover that can be one of the most difficult things to deal with is like all right we're doing all this work building the show why aren't people coming to watch it listen to it right we've already um tried to uh sharpen our our um, skills in that regard by producing two to three minute um, clips, mm. digital clips mm. that explain complex things, political yes. influence from overseas actors, uh, the challenge of the Antarctica. So people can go to our website and see those. So we're very much aware that this is the technology. Now we have to bring the human um, ingenuity and creativity, um, intelligence to this, to be writing those scripts, to be getting the right headings that make people click on this um, so yes, we'll be building all of that capacity around it. Um, the good, the good uh, news about this setup, I think, is just that it is it was relatively simple um, to get established with your assistance, get it established. Now, now we utilise it, we exploit it, we leverage it by bringing very talented, mainly young thinkers together to make sure that we use this technology to build. Uh, peace, prosperity, and stability in the region. Well, Chris, thank you for gracing us with your presence today and giving us uh, such amazing value to our audience. If you want to learn more about digital diplomacy and IFRS or Chris Gardner, have a look at the show notes for details. Aiding diplomacy through videos improves awareness and communication, much like we're demonstrating here today from the IFRS studio in Canberra. And to make 
things better and more informed decisions and effective governance, you need a streamlined video solution that allows you to broadcast your message as easily as we've done here today. Thanks for tuning in. That's all for this episode of the Video Made Simple podcast and see you next week.